0: And joining us on the line to try and answer some of the questions that may arise from this is criminal law expert, Advocate Manny Witts. Uh, advocate, thanks for joining us once again.
1: No, only a pleasure. Morning to you. Morning to the listeners.
0: Now, Advocate, if you could just take us through the process, because apparently um, this could take between a year and 18 months to run.
1: Yeah, probably that's normally. how the process normally works, the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein gives the two parties, that's the state... We have got the leave to appeal as well as the defense of Mr. Pistorius' directives. So first you have to file the record of the proceedings, which is a voluminous record, but it looks like most of it's already there. It's already just got to be in a certain format. Once the record is filed with the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein, they then issue a directive for heads of argument, your legal arguments and submissions on the law and the facts. They give you normally six weeks after the record is filed, For the appellant to put in their heads of argument, that would be the state, and I think it's about two to three weeks later the defence would put in their heads of argument. Those are the submissions that they're going to make when they actually physically argue the appeal in front of the full bench of judges. So when everything's done, so they're very, very careful in the Supreme Court of Appeal, as in most courts. Everything is done and prepared, and when it is filed and everything is ready, then they allocate you a date. So fortunately, in this matter, the record and the transcript, other than it's got to be in a certain format, everything's more or less ready. So I don't anticipate it should take that long. The only problem is the Supreme Court of Appeal are booked up. They've got appeals already, I should imagine, up to June next year on their role. So I would anticipate probably in the course of next year, maybe the beginning of 2016 at worst.
0: (laughs) Uh, So what happens to Oscar during this period? Does he just stay incarcerated, or are there other processes that could arise?
1: Well, unless there is a cross-appeal, and I haven't seen a cross-appeal coming from the defence, and I think correctly so, then he will obviously have to continue sitting. And I think at the end of the day, if, for example, the appeal is upheld, and they say that the state were right, and the sentence is then reconsidered, in regards to the minimum sentence, I'm sure the time that he's already been in custody will be taken into account in regards to any sentence that might be imposed if he loses the appeal. But if not, he carries on where he is, and um, unless there's a cross-appeal, he would then be entitled to bring an application for bail pending an appeal, because an appellant, like Mr. Pastores, is entitled to do that. You don't necessarily get that. It's only if you can show that you should be released on bail, and why must you be in custody all this time while the appeal is still pending? So that is his position at this moment. But I haven't seen any cross appeal coming from the defence or any applications in regards to the question of bail. But it is possible. mm
0: -hmm. In the event that Pistorius is found guilty of murder, how will this then impact on his sentence of five years?
1: Well, it's going to be very, very similar to, well, the the, the sentence of five years will definitely in those circumstances then be set aside because then he falls under the minimum sentence provisions that are in existence since 1998 and every year on the 1st of May, even though it's a public holiday workers' day, the legislature and the government just extend the minimum sentence to stop the violent crimes. They started that in 1998, they instituted that piece of legislation for various violent crimes and sort of serious frauds and thefts and syndicated related matters. And the minimum sentence, even if he refers to offender as he is, is a minimum of 15, a maximum of 20. But if there are substantial and compelling circumstances, which he definitely has, his disability alone and his circumstances, the sentence can well be lessened. And the same is in the Arthur Brown, the Fidentia matter, from a fine when it went on appeal, the Supreme Court of Appeal there and then said that that sentence was too light in view of the circumstance and the facts and all the wid- widows, orphans, and the amount of money involved, and they put in a sentence of 15 years there and then and he's in doing his sentence.
0: And in the event that the conviction stays the same, then everything remains as is?
1: Everything, and unless the state decide to petition, against the lightness of the sentence which they maintaining, but I think the judge was very, very uh, careful in her judgment saying, I'm not giving you leave to appeal because if I'm right, I think I gave a suitable and appropriate sentence in view of his facts and the facts relating to the case and the totality of all the mitigating and aggravating circumstances, so leave the sentence alone. So they can petition within 21 days it has to be filed within 21 days and i'm sure the state are also going to petition on the possession of the ammunition charge count four which is strict liability and the judge found uh, that he didn't have the necessary animus to possess the ammunition as it belonged to his father even though he knew it was there and i'm sure they will petition as well and say to the supreme Court of appeal well you're hearing the one you might as well hear the other two but you still have to get leave to appeal by way of petition It's not an automatic. The judges might decide the judge was correct. She hasn't misdirected herself, but that's still to be seen.